Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast. We are live after every single Sacramento Kings game presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Check out their website, trustnorthwest.com. We're recording this after the Kings' final preseason game. Crack open the beverage like Morgan just did. The preseason's over. We can move on to the real thing. And the Kings conclude the preseason tonight with a win on the home floor over the Utah Jazz. They did that 116 to 113. No De'Aaron Fox or Sabonis. They sat out. Trey Lyles missed the game. Chris Duarte, too. And then Keegan Murray was sick, so he did not play. The Utah Jazz went, yeah, we're going to rest guys, too. Lowry yeah. Markinen did not play. No John Collins. No Kelly Olynyk, No Jordan Clarkson. So they missed some key guys, too. But there's still a lot to go over from tonight's preseason game and looking ahead to the season opener, Wednesday in Salt Lake City against these same Utah Jazz. I'm Deuce. That's Mo. How you doing, Mo? I'm great. I love finishing the preseason on a win, huh? Yeah, I mean, again, it doesn't it matter. No, but in a weird way, I was like, can you just do it so I don't have to hear about it? Oh, I just I don't want to have to hear about it. Shit. Because yeah. all I all I know is that last night, even with the way that things ended uh in San Francisco with the Golden State Warriors. I still was on our podcast just having fun, happy because of Keegan Murray's performance. Now, tonight, even if the Kings had lost, I had something else to be happy about tonight. And what was that? Colby Jones. Morgan. Colby Jones can play. Yep. Colby Jones, I think, maybe surprising some Kings fans with how well he's playing out of the gate. But he's literally surprising people there right now. Yes. Inside that building, yes. including head coach Mike Brown. Colby was awesome tonight. Um, what jumped out to you? You had a unique seat tonight, too. Morgan I did. sat at the scorer's table courtside in the second row near the Kings bench. So yeah. you got to sit and just watch the game. 
no TV duties for you tonight, but you're no. like, I'm still going to be there and watch the game. So you got a really up-close look at what went down tonight. Tell me, being that close, what jumped out to you about Colby? So I know, and really quick, too, because I know with Stockton Kings, like, we sit at the scores yeah. table, but, like, we have you know our our headphones on we're broadcasting the game whatever so really watching the game from right there not having anything over my ears and everything and i can go the list goes on for so many guys but we'll just start with colby jones and what i noticed with him right away and that was just again something that mike brown has been preaching but his physicality right it just how physical he got up into guys defensively and then also on the offensive end just his feel his confidence you know it didn't matter if it was in transition if it was early offense or someone was driving to the basket and getting him the ball from beyond the arc just his flow into his shot it's in it's it's what you would expect some other guys to be doing right now but you got the rookie colby jones doing it um i know it's preseason but it's just it's nice to still see it at a high level yeah and he's shown it the last few games in For different sure. spots and he's playing at a really high level you know guys are going to hit shots every once in a while that's fine but are you finding other ways to impact the game like mm -hmm. you said he's doing that and I feel like what he does is he plays with a purpose. Yes. He, when that's he cuts, a great way to put it. When he cuts, he cuts. He goes hard. Hard. Right? When he's defending, he's going to bump you. He's going to play physical. He's good playing the passing lanes. And then dicing on the cake is him hitting from three. Yeah. And in this offense, he could get a lot of good looks from three. Mike Brown said after the game tonight, that crit, excuse me, that Colby Jones is making his job harder. And it matches up to kind of what Mike Brown was saying before the game. Here's what Mike Brown had to say prior to tonight's game about the rookie Colby Jones. Shoot, I'm, I'm not the only one. You guys can see it too. As we all know, Colby's done a great job out there. And, you know, <laughs> we got a lot of guys that we can play, but it's going to be hard to keep them off the floor. And the neat part about that is, it's competition, it's real competition, and and if you're not getting it done, then you know obviously there's somebody else that could come take your spot, and you know it's not a not a threat at all. It's just that's what my job is. My job is to try to put the best five out on the floor, based on that situation, whenever I can. And if and if uh, Kobe keeps you know doing what he's doing, it's going to be hard to keep him on that bench. You know, so to see him. Tonight in extended minutes, uh, whether it's at the two-guard spot or the backup point spot, is something that I know I'm looking forward to seeing. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Competition. Oh. And I think the Kings knew what his potential was. We saw him play, we, and we've <laughs> talked to enough people about Colby's game. We saw him play in Summer League. Sure. We watched some of his college stuff. And you went, oh, yeah, this guy seems like kind of a Swiss Army knight. He could do a lot of different things out there. But – Doing it in an NBA game is a different level, as seen on the flip side with Sasha, right? Sasha is struggling out of the gate to adjust. For sure. Where Colby looks like he's played the NBA for like five in the NBA for five years. Like he can guard multiple guys, he can handle the rock a little bit. He makes good decisions. The way for the he most carries part. himself. Love his floater. Yeah. Has hit oh the three. Oh my god. I mean, his vision even. I, yeah. I I wrote down one of the the first plays where Keon Ellis had a backdoor or something. It was just cutting. Maybe it was a flex cut underneath the basket. And Colby Jones gets him the ball. Just a nice, strong pass from the top of the key. And it was just like, ah, 
He's looking everywhere right now. He's managing the floor. How about the play late when he drove baseline and threw that tough oh. baseline pass to Malik Monk in the corner for three? It was an amazing pass. We're talking about his vision, obviously him just making some big plays, feeling confident. Um, and then going into what Mike Brown had to say before the game. I know we played the audio, but you and I were looking at one another when he was saying all these things in that pregame, right? He was talking about how, hey, there's going to be more competition. We had talked about on our podcast how this competition that's coming, whether it's at practice, whether it's guys seeing more minutes on the floor, is only going to make each guy better. And so, yes, I'm super excited to see where Colby Jones um, can keep taking his game. But, yeah. Great. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm very curious to see where he is at the start of the season. I think that's my biggest question mark: is does he crack the rotation at the start of the season? I think Mike's thinking about it right now. I do because of what Colby does out there. I think the Kings know, and I mentioned this probably a couple podcasts ago. Sabonis and Fox, all star caliber players. They were all NBA guys last yeah. year. Okay. I think they have a belief that Keegan can take a jump offensively this year. He's going to be more aggressive, more confident. We've seen that a bit on display during the preseason and in the summer league. Now he's got to do it in the regular season. So you've got three guys right there that can get buckets. You can make the case that they could use someone that could be a catch-and-shoot guy and just knock down threes. And whether that's Duarte or even Colby Jones... That's got to be intriguing to Mike Brown, especially because the other guy that we talked about is Kevin Herter, who is in the funk of all funks right now. And I know it's preseason, but he did not shoot the ball well in the preseason. Tonight, he ends up getting the start for Sacramento. He is 2 of 10, 2 of 6 from 3. He had 8 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 fouls, 3 turnovers for Kevin Herter. When you're watching Kevin, like what's what's jumping out to you right now? Like is this a, is this a confidence issue? It's well because I was in that unique seat, I really got to see body language with a lot of these guys, too. And there was this one sequence. Kevin Herter, I believe, missed a three. Maybe he got the rebound. Someone else did put up a jumper. And then someone got the rebound, or he did, and he put up another jumper. He missed all three. All yeah. three yep. in that. I remember that. Yeah. And, and in that moment, you just saw him. You didn't see him like it took over his game and he was going to be depressed from it or anything. I think he does a really good job of being like, I got to keep shooting. I got to keep shooting, but I could still tell that it was deflating and for obvious reasons, but it seemed deflating because it's just growing on top of all the pressure that is there. Now there's pressure. Cause not only is he not shooting the best that he could be shooting. He's also not doing his job on the defensive end to where Mike Brown wants his job to be. But there's also some young guys right behind yeah, him yeah. coming for his spot. And it's not, there's nothing malicious about any of this. It's sports. This is how it goes. And I feel like if you're going to have anyone fight for these positions, these are the type of guys that you want on your squad, right? Because it's like, they all know it's, Hey, it's part of the business. It's part of the game. So it's going to be, friendly competition if you want to call it that but it's still it can mess with you here and that's where i hope he just gets stronger and this is coming off the heels of what happened in that seven game series against the warriors where he yes. was not good and did not play a lot in game six and seven yes 
Yeah, I, my gut tells me that I think Herter is going to start the season. I think he's going to be in the starting lineup okay. to start the season. I think Mike Brown just gonna is going to show some trust. Uh, I mean, obviously things can change between now and then with training camp or practices. Like sure. who knows? I there the coaches are going to have a lot to go over. There's going to be practices between now and then. They'll watch tape, all that stuff, and get a good pulse for it. But I, I you know, I think you should show a little trust in him. And you guys are going to go through funks. I look at Kevin Herter to me in our one year watching him last year, when he is hot, mm. he mm. is hot. Mm. But when he is cold, it's cool. like this, where you go, is he ever going to make a shot again? Yeah. There's not a lot of in-between. I mean, you look at how he started the year last year. It was like the month of October, sample size, I get it, like 52%. The next month, you know, high 40% from three. And then he had months like in the 20s yeah. and in the playoffs. So it, it's... You obviously want to see some things from him defensively, and Mike's going to hold all of his guys that accountable. He even sure. mentioned Malik Monk today. Malik Monk was, uh, he talked about how good Malik Monk was. He goes, I love Malik playing this way. He was attacking, setting guys up, but most importantly, he got he's getting better defensively, and that's yes. what I want from him. And when he, when he has the freedom out there, it's because he's doing what I need defensively from him. Yes, and I love that. It's like he's getting rewarded for giving all of his effort on that defensive end. And that's why when it comes to Kevin Herter, it's like, I understand he's not as athletic. He is, he, he's not going to be able to do certain things physically on the defensive end, but my God, like you're smart enough to not only know that you should have been working on certain things on your body, even during the off season to get to a certain point, because there are people coming up behind you. That was something else. I, I was just like sitting up close and noticing with him. I'm like, I'm like, did he get stronger? Is he worried about getting stronger? Cause he's worried about screwing with his upper body and his shot in the off season, all little things. I'm very uh, curious about, but I think defensively he can't depend on being with that starting unit and being like, all right, they're going to cover up my flaws. I'm going to be good in a team defense because I am a smart enough defender, which I believe he is. Hands in the passing lane. He can stay in He's got a good size. He's like a longer Yes, guy, like six, he seven. has things that are going for him on that end. But when he's not with that unit, what, what's going to save him? He's got to be able to save himself. Yeah, I, and I, I think he'll have a short leash just because yes. of the guys behind him. Now, Duarte, we don't know how much longer he's going to be out. Yeah. Brown did say before the game today that it's heading in the right direction for him. Love it. So I keep feeling I have to burp and it's just like, but you're not burping. I'm kind of burping. I'm just trying to get my sentence out. Are, that, are you a baby? Like, yeah. do you can not you, know how you, to like, please, no. please get her tap me, please. Thank you. <laughs> what do you do? If I like puked up like a baby just now, like Colby Jones. <laughs> Oh my god! I thought yeah. you, I thought you had that audio too. So I'm glad Morgan brought this up. So before the game, too, Mike Brown was talking about Colby Jones, and he relayed his story about how against the Warriors last night, apparently Keegan like was like, "Coach, you gotta take Colby Jones out of the game." Mike Brown, take it away. When you when I watch Kobe, you know, on film when he was in college, nice player, and you see, okay, hey, maybe if this, maybe if that, and. When he first got here, okay, maybe if this, maybe if that, and a month or two in, okay, maybe, you know, now it's like, whoa, you know, he's got a chance, and, and you just like his progression, and I think the the biggest thing that he had to figure out is 
how hard he had to play and how locked in he had to be throughout the course of 48 minutes. You know, it's still a little bit of an adjustment for him. But he and I talked about that, and he even said that, uh, you know, his conditioning is something that he's got to continue to work on because to play that hard uh, is not easy. Uh, it was funny last night. I mean, I had a, I had a great laugh last night. Um, I didn't know what was going on. It was a dead ball situation. I think Keegan fouled somebody on purpose, and Keegan came over to me. He goes, Coach, you got to get Kobe out. And I was like, what? He was like, you got to get Kobe out. He's about to throw up. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> and so Kobe comes, like, speed walking by me. <laughs> it's the funniest thing because when I turned and look at him, <laughs> okay, he, he was – he was like this. He was like, oh, "I got a good smile. Come on, man." He was like, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, "Kobe." And he just turned to me. He goes, "I was like, Kobe, what's wrong?" He was like, he didn't say anything. So then he takes off to the bench, and so I follow him. I want to make sure he's okay, and he doesn't stop at the bench. He continues to go back in the back, and I don't know, you know, where he went in the tunnel. I don't know what happened after that, but. Apparently, he had, he, had, he had thrown up uh, and just kept it in his mouth. <laughs> his mom's going to kill me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, yeah, but, I mean, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, he's trying to play as hard as he can, and, and you know, it's, it's new for him. And, you know, to, to have a guy – I didn't even know that this was going on. To have a guy continuing to just try to bust his behind out there, do his right, and it was, it was like uh, – Man, that was like one of those cute moments, you know. Uh, it, it just tickled my heart. Cute moments because uh, Keegan intentionally fouls someone. He's like, Colby's about to puke. And Col I've said this before. I feel what? like this has happened before. What? I don't think there's a worse feeling than when you have throw up in your mouth. like, And it's like you're... And you, I don't think you've said this before, but yeah, it's pretty, it's a bad. And you're trying to hold it and it's like, there's, you feel like the I chunks. I don't think I can hold it in it's that It's like long. salt. Like, it's no, just no, 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 so, don't, you don't need so to describe. I, it is the worst feeling. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know how one has the willpower to hold that in that long, but the whole reason, I love that you actually shared that. That's right. It was GP2. Good job, Ma. Oh, that did Todd. the same? Thank you. Yeah, it was Ma. Yeah, because he, he kept he kept it in. It was like running on the court. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I'm glad that you played all that audio because I know it was long. But what I love was not only was Coach sharing this, like, this story in a cute way, I guess you could call it, but he was talking about how the speed of the game is just so different that even for a young rookie that is very strong and um, capable of playing this game, as we've seen through this preseason, is is even feeling it when it comes to the conditioning, to the pace and everything like that. And that's why when I look at all of these guys and I think about what Mike Brown wants them to do on the defensive end while still contributing uh, at a high level on the offensive end, it's it's different. It's going to be something different that some of these guys are going to be like, oh, shit, can I actually keep up? Can we also talk about 
his Keegan impression. Be nice. Be nice. It is an awful I impersonation. Love it. I think it's perfect. I'm serious. I love it. You know why I love it? Because you make fun of mine too, and I think it's rude. And I think we're both very good at it. <laughs> um, um, coach, Colby's gonna throw up. That's not. That's <laughs> a little better. That's better than mine. Really? I don't even know what Mike's trying to do. I think someone in the chat said, "Yeah, it makes him sound like Steve Urkel from Family Matters." That's a show from a long time ago. Most of you, know, you know. I'm sure most people know what that is, right? There's probably some going on. Did I do that? Yeah. It's just, it, it gets to a point where, so like, dumb. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't know that, and they're like, oh, okay. Oh, so we're starting to do that thing where we age ourselves? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I guess, what did we learn from this preseason, Morgan? What did we learn from this preseason? The whole preseason. Okay. Well, we Unless learned- you have more on this game tonight. I mean, no. I, I, it's like final preseason game. There are some good things. I, I liked JaVel McGee had some nice moments. Uh, Alex Lynn had some nice moments. Kessler knocking down some threes, Ooh. playing with an edge a little bit. That was Malik exciting. Monk, Malik Monk Malik showing was up, really though. Good. Like, Malik was awesome. When he's That's not my with- favorite Malik Monk. Yes. Not, not with that starting unit and showing like, oh, I can lead and take over um, with whoever I'm out there with. That I'm with you. That is my favorite Malik Monk on both ends of the floor. That was fun. Um, but yeah, I, I think what you're really taking away from this entire preseason for the Sacramento Kings is uh they 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 have themselves some competition when it comes to who's gonna be in the rotation. And in some ways, that's like Oh my gosh, how are they going to do that? In other ways, it's like, hell yeah, this just means that they're just going in the right direction. It's a good problem to have. I didn't think we'd get to the end of the preseason with us going, wow, two of the biggest stories in camp and preseason, Chris Duarte and Colby Jones. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't, I think what was, I think going into it, you're thinking Keegan, Sasha, Sasha oh man. And, to be honest, I don't think Sasha's going to be in the rotation to start the season. No, and oh, and going back to that then, going back to Colby throwing up with the pace, the condition, and yeah. everything, I think that's something with Sasha Vizenkov that he just doesn't have going for himself right now. He's not the most athletic. He's not in the best... Um, it, when it comes to his conditioning, he's not in the best like NBA conditioned player out there. It's a whole different pace with yeah. when it comes to Euroleague, which I think has been screwing with a lot of his shots. I, I either text you at one point when he had one really nice shot in the third quarter. It was one of his threes that he'd made. And it was his fastest release that I saw all game. And I was like, ah, that's the type of shot that he loves to shoot when he's just all in one motion, rhythm, fast. He had some better moments in the second half today where he, he was cutting off ball. He had a nice backdoor cut. Um, he hit some threes. He ends up finishing tonight. He started, by the way, played 20 minutes, 13 points. He had six rebounds, five of 10 shooting, three of eight from downtown for Sasha. Yeah, so I think, I think like you said, overall, it's really looking at um, Chris and Colby and talking about, wow, where do they now fit in this rotation? Who's getting, if you want to call it, bumped out, demoted, I don't know, however you want to look at it, and will those guys be taking it to heart? Will they be taking it the right way and understand that the whole goal is to just build this team um, to become an even better postseason team? 
I don't know. I don't know right now, but I think we're going to know 15 to 20 games into this season. I think the two guys most impacted by like the, the Duarte and Colby Jones thing would be Herter and Mitchell. You know, I think Davion tonight too. I, I think one encouraging aspect, his three point percentage ended up being pretty solid in the preseason 38%. I think it was, which obviously if he carried that into the regular season, that'd be amazing. Small sample size, five games, blah, For blah, sure. blah, 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 I just didn't love some of the looks he got from three. I, you know, I wanted him to get some catch and shoot threes as opposed to just, you know, chucking up some threes for Davion. Yeah. Um, I thought the Kings, especially in that first half, got a little three-point happy. Maybe that was just, hey, we're just playing out here, whatever. But um, I, Colby can play some one. He can play some two, as Mike Brown said. So there's going to be multiple options, and it's going to be curious. It's going to be interesting to see how Mike Brown tinkers this season because there's just a lot of guys to play. You can only play so many guys and you're right. There could be some hurt feelings or you got to like raise your game and step it up. And so um, it is a good problem to have because it raises the level of competitiveness Yep, for everyone. It pushes guys. It, it just, it should make you better. It's going to test you, but it should make you better for an entire team. It should make you better, but even for individual players, like even if you're worried, like, oh man, I'm not seeing playing time with this roster. I want to be traded or I want to get out of here. I mean, how about you just get better so then you find your time again? It's not like you got LeBron James in front of you where you're not going to see time. You know, if you're if if that was the mindset of maybe if it was Kevin Herter or Davion that did end up getting um, bumped, but I don't think it's going to be that easy even for them getting bumped out of the rotation. I really do believe this is going to be something that Mike Brown tinkers with and plays with through 15, 20 games in this season before they actually figure out their identity. I love the fact that it is a Thursday night. It's a back-to-back after the preseason. we got a ton of people watching us live. If you haven't yet, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Let's get that to well over 250, please. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the like button, whatever you want to call it. Just helps us grow. Make sure you're subscribed as well. We appreciate the support. If you're on the audio side, listening to this later on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to drop us a review because that helps us grow as well. What other things do we need to be talking about, Morgan? We talked a bit about the rotation. Um, I know we hit on this last night, too. You got the five that I'm going to just still pencil in the same five from last year with Herder in the starting okay. lineup. Okay, okay. Monk's playing. Uh-huh. McGee's going to play. <laughs> I love that we go over this every Trey night. Lyles. Mm-hmm. I'm just seeing if I'm missing anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Duarte's got to play. I think Duarte's going to play. And then you got Colby as kind of the, I don't know, maybe he gets in there. Yeah. And, and by the way, every time, every time that we have mentioned this in preseason, because we've literally just mentioned this 24 hours ago. And that was before Colby even had this type of night and seeing him have this type of night uh, with all those minutes tonight, putting a little bow on his preseason, like, Oh yeah, Mike Brown really has something to think about, even with the way that he rotates him in at practice. You know, putting him with that second crew, or like um, how much time he actually gives him there. And so, again, I just think that's fun. The only thing that wouldn't be fun is if someone didn't take it well and it screwed with the. Um, 
I don't know. The, the chemistry. Ener- yeah, the, the energy of the, the vibes, team. There you go. Bad vibes. Yeah, you just you don't want to see that, but at the same time, it's a business, it's sports, it's how it goes. If you don't like it, change it. We do have this update too that the Kings have waived guard Jalen Noel. He did not play in tonight's preseason game, but Sham Sharania reporting that at this hour. Sham's, of course, not sleeping. He's just by his phone just in case something happens. He's like, dude, I just got a text. I got to drop this Jalen Noel nugget for my followers right now. Yeah, it may be 1 a.m. on the East Coast where I am. It doesn't matter. My phone's on me. I am ready to break this because if I don't break this, my career as an NBA insider could be over. My if I don't nemi- break nemi- Nemesis? How do you say N- Nemesis? Nemesis? Yeah. Nemesis. Yeah, you, you got My it. My arch nemesis. You said it right, and then you, you go back to it. Nemesis. Nemesis. Good job. Why are you so angry? Like, let me frick <laughs> mess up the word. That's all right. So Jalen Noel was waived today by the Sacramento oh, Kings. Really? So that brings their roster spots. It's They have one open roster spot now, which allows them to have some flexibility. Maybe they look to bring someone in who got waived. I don't know. Or they just leave that open to start the regular season. Yeah. And for Jalen Noel, um, I hope he, man, I hope he figures it out because I know he was starting to um, have some positive moments, not last season, but the season before. And then last season he saw his minutes and then everything just started dropping his game. So yeah, there's something there, but hopefully he can figure it out. Something else I want to hit on tonight, Morgan, that we're going to get to. No Dunks, one of our favorite podcasts. Ugh, shout out No Dunks. No Dunks, Inc. Check them out on YouTube. Uh, they I did don't. their NBA tier list. So I want to talk about where the Kings fell and all of that. But first, let's get to some people in the chat. You want to do that? It's your podcast. I'm just here. It is a joke. It's just not even a Dan- good joke. Dan- like, obviously, I want to get to people. Let me talk to you. <laughs> Wait, wait. I could have insulted you in many ways, but that got you. That got you. Someone doesn't like I'm scrolling through the comments to see if there's anything worth it. There's just a lot of anti-herder stuff at this point in time. I saw that yeah. and I I will say to all of you people out there that are saying that, I think you're a little ridiculous. By by little, like, especially if you're, like, really mean about it, I think you're absolutely ridiculous and should probably stop. Um, Just because it's the same thing when Chris Duarte didn't have a good first preseason game and everyone was ready to wave him. That's a good It's just like, you guys, you got, like, I mean, do you have a good day every day? And if you do... Good for you. Yeah. But it's just, that's probably not going to happen for most human beings. Yes. I would say you, he also had an 82 game sample size last year. That was really good. He had over 200 threes. He was a part of an offense that was the best offense in NBA history by offensive rating. Yeah. He was very impactful. There's not many guys who knocked down 200 plus threes on 40% shooting. It was him. It was his teammate, Keegan Murray. It was Steph Curry. It was Buddy Heald. So he obviously has value, but now it's just Mike is going to hold guys to a different standard. And that 
is everybody, you know? And I, I think you, you have to, if you're trying to take a step, like defense, it has to be better this year. And I, I've heard some pushback from people like, yeah, but does it really matter that much? Like offense is what it's about in the NBA. Yeah, I think I don't have a question about the Kings offense being good. I think it's going to be great this year. The Kings will have another year in the top. I'd be shocked if they were not a top five offensive rated team this yeah, year. Yeah, right. I'm with you. They've got the firepower. They've got the three point shooting. They've got Fox, a bonus. Building off of what but they did last year. The defense has to take a little bit of a, a jump toward average, to. average, right? They just can't be getting torched all the time. There's still moments you even saw in the preseason where they, they're going to have breakdowns, and that's just the reality. Here's something. Uh, Etcha in the chat said yeah. there's no way we call it on Herder yet. The dude is a little hit and miss at the moment, but it's early AF. It's preseason. Dude, love the... Um, love something heats up, whatever. He's just a little cold at the moment. Yeah, very cold at the moment. Very cold, very, very cold. Very, but very. yeah, it's tough. It's I. I just I hope he gets right in his mind because I think um, just seeing his post game media scrum in the locker room the other night, like after Chris Duarte got that start, it was kind of like. You saw it starting to fade there, right? Like he's already starting to not only get told like, hey, you might be out of the starting um, unit, but oh, you're also not doing your job, which was making all the shots that you used to make. So after watching the preseason, Morgan, mm -hmm. what's your biggest question about this team? Has it changed at all? I, I don't. Yeah, because it's like it's like obviously it's. It's the defense. And I think I'll just start there because I could, I, one of the other questions would be like, who's going to be in the rotation. But I truly think it's the defense because whenever someone wants to shit on the Kings and they talk about, but they can't play defense or they have one of the worst defense. I can't really argue that statistically like when you look at the defensive rating yeah. last year and everything you can't really argue that i get that they don't have some long um shot blocking big that starts you know it's like they have sabonis and people don't see him as this big rim protector even though there's different ways to protect the rim not just blocking shots and so i just i look at the pieces that they did add and it's not going to be sasha that plays some he, he's not going to help improve your defense. No, and it's probably not going to be Kevin Herter that improves your defense. I haven't seen so far in the preseason him take a step there. Um, Harrison Barnes Harrison has Barnes, trouble defending wings. Yep, and and I think when you look at Chris Duarte and Colby Jones, that's, I mean, you're not just going to like bank that, oh, your defense takes a huge leap because you have those two. No, but I think it's to have that type of pressure on the perimeter from guards, I think they're taking a jump defensively this year. I, I really do. I hope and so. It doesn't mean they're perfect. And like when you're that bad defensively, like Sacramento has been for the better part of like 15 years, they were 24th last year. Like I keep saying, get me to 15. Yeah. I'm seeing signs from De'Aaron Fox that this guy is beyond engaged and playing physical defense. Mm. I already know what Davion's going to do out there. I've seen it from Colby Jones. I've seen it from Chris Duarte. So now you're talking about multiple guys who are playing with a little more edge and physicality. I've even seen Sabonis play with a little more physicality Malik defensively. Monk. Malik Monk is showing yeah. it. So I just think from that pure effort alone, yes. they're going to improve. There'll be breakdowns, but it just feels like the communication's better. Even like JaVel McGee, 
I mean, look, when he is in there, you go, you see having His some size. sort of rim protection. Yep. Nice. Alex Len tonight. Yep. Alex Len was challenging everything at the rim. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. It, there's, there's Trey Lyles moves pretty well. The potential is there. Yeah. But when you don't have elite individual defenders, you have to have a really good team defense. And I believe that this team can have that. It's just the preseason, and I'm trying not to like get fooled. Like, oh, this is what it's going to look like going forward. Because it's just that's not the truth. Like, it's that's not what it's going to look like um, as the season begins. In the chat, sickness says, "Call me crazy," but Colby looks like one of their better perimeter defenders already. Yeah, he absolutely does. Zykron says, "When will Vezenkov uh, make Vezenkov make an impact?" How long do you think it will take him to get used to the NBA for a year like MVP? I expected a bit more in the preseason. Yeah. I mean, I think we all expected uh, a bit more from him in the preseason. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I think there's obviously an adjustment, right? And the concerns about his defense, I think, remain like it's just he's not going he's gonna be targeted yeah like, people are gonna go at him so that's why he has to be so locked into rotations and not make those type of mistakes which we've seen him make um i, I think he's done a good job rebounding when he's been out there which mm -hmm. is a good positive he does play physical he's a smart guy i think once he kind of learns players more once he understands some concepts he'll be fine from an offensive perspective like yeah, he missed some threes in the preseason. He moves I have, without the basketball. I have zero concern. Like, dude, uh, he'll he'll fit in just fine offensively. I but how long will it take for him to break in the rotation? I don't know. I, I don't loved know. I loved some of his backdoor cuts tonight on yeah. the offensive end too. Like when things weren't falling, it's like all right, he's moving without the basketball. He's a smart guy. But yeah, I'm with you with all of that. Um, with his with the defensive side of the ball, and uh, it's it's tough because. I think a lot of people were expecting so much more from him, but it's the preseason yep. too. Like let the guy figure it out. All right. We've got more coming up, but we should mention that tonight's podcast is presented by our presenting sponsor, our friends over at Northwest exteriors, Morgan Reagan. Ugh, love me a good window or a couple. Yeah. This home now has brand new windows because of Northwest exteriors. And it was the best decision that I think I've ever made because not only does this home now look beautiful aesthetically, but it has so many other benefits. Like I'm going to save a lot of money because now my energy bill is going to go down. Facts. I'm going to not hear stupid people outside or horns honking or any of that stuff because I have noise canceling windows. I have UV protection on my windows. Um, hi, I need to protect the skin and the furniture. So there's just so many benefits to new windows. And I just, I can't tell people enough how much it has truly changed like a part of my life. Congratulations. Really? Thank you. It's a game changer. Yep. So you need to go to their website, trustnorthwest.com. They're local. They have a showroom in Rancho Cordova and awesome people. Come on. It's Northwest, baby. Simply the best. Trust Northwest. 
Also presented today by our friends over at ESAC Fitness. Check out esacfitness.com. They've got classes, functional fitness, yoga, spin. Let me tell you, I've been in the classes and I am down about seven pounds. Wow. Down about seven. Well, you know, when you put on 15 pounds from January to April, yeah. you know, you got to dial back in. It's not just working out. It's eating well. It's taking care of your mental. Deuce Mason mixing in a little therapy, too. Ugh. I'm feeling good headed into the NBA season. But you want to get in physical shape, great coaches. Check out East Sac Fitness. Appreciate their support. Uh, also, can we give some love to a New York Times bestselling author, the one and only T.R. Reagan? If you're looking for a thriller to read, there's no better one than the dark, twisted mind of T.R. Reagan. Yeah, she writes some pretty crazy books. You'll be sleeping with one eye open. We talk about them all the time. She loves supporting the podcast. Um, but I know a lot of podcast listeners have chosen to read a lot of her books so if you haven't yet start with abducted go to trreagan.com or amazon.com and search tr reagan we appreciate everyone's support of the deuce and mo podcast after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medella is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Morgan. Yes. What you got? We also had a super chat that I missed as oh. well. And I, I'm sorry I missed it. I'll have to go back and see. I think Blake might have sent it. So, Blake, thank you to you. And thank you to everyone hanging out with us, hitting the thumbs up and all of that stuff. Appreciate you. All right. We got to get some No Dunks put out their preseason NBA tier list. Love Do you want to take a look at this list, Morgan Reagan? Yep. You said my full name twice. Cool. What you got? NBA tears. Got it. Love it. So this is what they put together today, and I want to get your thoughts on this. So uh, they put lottery lads. They've got the Hornets, the Spurs, the Wizards, the Rockets, the Pistons, and the Blazers as, like, 
Those are definite lottery teams. Okay. Their playoff hopefuls include, excuse me, playing hopefuls. Wow. The, ooh. The Mavs, the Pelicans, Pacers, Nets, Jazz, Raptors, Bulls, and Magic. Playoff locks include the Hawks, the OKC Thunder, New York Knicks, LA Clippers, Minnesota T-Wolves, the Sixers, the Cavs, the Grizzlies, and the Sacramento the Kings. Teams. Their final four flirts include the Lakers, the Warriors, and the Heat. Ooh. Surprising. And their title contenders, they've got four of them. The Nuggets, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Suns. The Suns. So, Morgan, do you think it's fair where the Kings are at? Or is there anything that jumped out to you on this? Oh, list? I think that is totally fair where the Kings are at. Because I, th I, I think my confidence is about there. Like, playoff lock, right? What is that crazy? Give me a hell yeah. Hey. I know longtime podcast listeners just heard Morgan say playoff lock uh, regarding the Sacramento Kings and I applaud I you. I mean, I would be I I this time around I would honestly be disappointed. I know a lot of other people would too, but it's like I would be disappointed and surprised. Um especially if they did it to themselves. If it was the Western Conference was like screwing with them and that much better and they just didn't have the power to get past some certain people in the West, couldn't get the playoff lock, it'd be a different story. We'll see it when we get there. But yes, right now, playoff lock for the Sacramento Kings. I like where they have them. I also definitely agree with the play-in hopefuls when they have the Mavs down there. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for shoving them in there. Because I think so many people go, Luca, Kyrie, they're just like, you know, MVPs and just going to be the best. And I'm sorry to say it like that because it is that annoying to listen to. It is, but I, I feel like with those two specifically, um, they just don't have enough around them. That's like what, it. what they do to, and I get it, they're in a tough spot, but they didn't add enough. They didn't add enough at all. And I think they're counting on some rookies to really help them. I know they're high on Derek Lively, but like, all right, do you trust that he's going to make an impact year one? I don't know. I just don't like their depth. Kyrie is so good when it comes to creating his own shot. I mean, his ability um, to just be such a special scorer, all these things. Luca, same thing. Oh, my God, the way that Luca can just put the ball on the floor, find his teammate all the way, half, or you know, in the corner, wherever, overhead pass, gets it to them. But who is he passing to in that corner that is going to for sure make that three-point shot, right? Like, the, I'm not doubting the talent of Kyrie and Luca. I'm just doubting right. the team as a whole. And that's why you go, yeah, that talent could get them the seventh spot in the West yeah. and the play-in, and they could maybe get play in that yeah. And then they could get in the playoffs that way. Um, I, I view that the same way. You know, I think the Pelicans are the team that I just don't mm. know. I just, I know, I, I think putting them at play and hopeful is fair because with the Pelicans to me, you got to prove it. Yeah. Right? Like Zion has not stayed healthy. I love Zion. When he's out there and he's dunking on everybody, like it's, dude, the guy's disgusting. Magic. It's so fun to watch. You know, Brandon Ingram, when he's healthy, okay, it looks, it's, it's good. I, I just, don't trust it because we haven't seen it enough. But I think we also have to acknowledge there was a stretch last year when those guys were those guys were out there. And I know we don't really care about standings in like December, 
but they were at the top of the West for a second. Yeah. They were. Like they and then once Zion went down, they had injuries, it all fell apart. But they were there. And they've got individuals on their so like they make a better roster, right? And I think with them, the the only tough part is is when they want to have a certain identity as a team and then the team completely changes because of the because of health um because of something else popping up and then it's like who are we and what else do we have once we don't have these two pieces bi or zion um yeah i agree i don't have a huge pulse on the pelicans so i'm excited to see them start playing too you tug off to a really great start last year you know things did shift for them a bit after the trade deadline when they moved on from mike conley and sent him to minnesota yeah i don't i i i there, there's some intriguing aspects on their team and like marketing had a hell of a year last year. I just don't completely see it with that group, but they do have some intriguing pieces and you're like, well, what's Danny Ainge going to do? Cause he's, he's seem, he's seemingly up to something all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the play in hopefuls, I'm pretty cool with that tier, that category and everything. Um, I would say the playoff locks, you 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 like that tier for the Kings, right? Like you don't have you don't go like oh no, I'm final fine. four flirts. No, I, I the West is going to be tough this year. Yeah, I I would be disappointed if the Kings had to play a playing game because it would suck. Now if they got in the playoffs and they want to play, who cares? You're in the playoffs, but yeah. you know if they missed or got bumped in the playing, yeah, it'd be a highly disappointing season. Agreed. I have expectations of them getting back to the playoffs and depending on the matchup, having a legit chance to get out of the first round this year. That, I mean, those are kind of my expectations. It's hard to win a playoff series. I get that, but I think this team has the talent to do it. The, the problem is when you look at the Western conferences, we've talked about so many times, there's not going to be a lot of off nights. You know, I, I think the Blazers are not going to be a good team, but like they still, there's still some talent there. I don't think they're good, but there's still talent uh, the Spurs with Victor, and they still have some talent. I don't think they're going to be good. But then after that, Houston, I think Houston's going to be a lot better this year. Yeah. You know, you had Van Vliet. I'm not the biggest Dylan Brooks fan, but what's Jalen Green look like with Ime Udoka? And Van Vliet in the locker room. Yeah. You know, like just those those little nuggets are going to be very important for some of these Western Conference team. And and then if you just really want to feel it, you think about the Golden State Warriors and last night, what you witnessed with Steph Curry is what you're going to yeah, witness gonna all be in the season mix. long. With him on your team, and especially obviously every they have other pieces as well. But with Steph Curry on your squad, you just can't you can't count him out. Now, I do think this. I think where Sacramento right now is a playoff lock. I think Monty McNair could have a move up his sleeve to put them in the final floor, final four flirts. Okay. And maybe even higher. I, and I, I, I think that that's one of my, my bold predictions. It's not that bold. It's like, Oh, the GM's going to make a move. I think the Kings are going to make a significant move before the deadline, because I think they have to, I think hmm. they just have a lot of hmm. guy. I mean, we just talked about the rotation yeah. who's in and who's out. And I think, there's a chance that you can go out there and make a play. Maybe you can actually get OG and I, see what that looks like with this group. I think the the when you say that, why it's not as like um, far fetched as it used to be, is because there's actual talent on the squad to trade. You have to trade talent for talent, right? 
Right. I'm listening, Morgan. I thought oh. you were going to continue. No, I, yeah, I was just waiting for a response. But do, why don't you show what photo? Oh, my show, God. show the photo. Morgan's in mid-season form. Someone just tweeted me this. And he was staring at himself. No, I was responding, hey, not funny. Because <laughs> they screenshot me just staring at this list. That's what you Dude, look I like. look like hell on this screenshot, dude. Why are you going to do me like that beam, Coco Dang Zero? You need more eye cream, honestly. No f- <laughs> I, I I am going to say, I don't know what's going on in your life right now, Morgan. I just hope you're okay. Oh, my God. No, because you've been coming at me today. You've been coming at me. So. You guys. We, we, and I speak for everyone because everyone's voice is going to come. You always, are you sensitive today? Like, you always come at me. I'm like, I'm joking around. I think you look great. And I don't think you need more eye cream. Let's play a game, everybody in the chat. Imagine if I turned to Morgan like, yeah, you definitely need more eye cream. Imagine that, guys, because he's never done that before. Uh, I swear, when we grow the show even more and like we have instant replay, I'll just go, oh, let's go to the tape. Let's go to last night when I set Morgan up to sing a song and I go, oh, my God, you crushed it. That was amazing. Great work. Like, that was funny. It was entertaining. Wow, that was awesome. And you're, you tonight just been like, Everyone's are you complimenting listening? you. Everybody is complimenting you. No cream needed. Yeah. Deuce is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. You guys are really. Thank you. Thank you. You're going to be on my side with this one. Uh, Ruckus says, Deuce always dishes, but can't take it. We still love him, though. I, I, you know what I dish out? Love and support. Um, that's all I do. That's all I do. RP in the chat. Instant replay. Kings need a guy who turns defense and offense. That is OG. I see him getting tons of steals and kicking it up to Fox for a fast break. Easy bucket. Yeah, and the guy moves well without the ball. He's got great size. He's long. <sighs> he makes a lot of sense. He does. I don't know. It, it, his, his deal does expire after this year, right? If I'm not mistaken. I always get his deal and um, Siakam's deal confused. OG Ananobi has a player option for 19.9 million. Of course, he he's not getting an extension with the Raptors at this point. Yeah, I mean, that would be the swing. I, I love OG. And like you add OG with Keegan Fox and Sabonis. Ooh. Yeah. And I mean, we've obviously have talked about that so many times. And I think in the past it's like it's like talking about it there was there didn't really seem to be a path where now there seems like okay could it be something that the raptors are ready to move on from could it be something that the kings actually have enough to package up and get let's get some more questions including nunya are you both state workers oh um yeah i uh no i work for the department of basketball so do i yeah That'd be a great department. Yes. Jess says, Morgan's hella coming at Deuce right now. Facts. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, Enforcer says, Herder concerns me because if he can't snap out of his shooting slump, he's pretty much worthless. His defense is too bad. 
Yeah, and I think they're betting on that. A guy in his career who's you know been a very good three point shooter will snap out of it at some point. That's it. and that's it because he's not worthless just because his three point shot isn't working. It's like there's other things on the offensive end that he is really good at when it comes to moving without the basketball coming off DHOs and his mid range shot that we saw uh, last year when his outside shot wasn't falling. He's got a big body. He's a smart player. I mean, all these things. And I think so many people just get down when someone is down. People love to pile on. It's very, it's very strange. I think sometimes there's like some internal thing going on in people when a player is bad. It's like, they just pile on them like it's going to help instead of just being like, hey, let's let's break down what could be happening or what's not good. You know, like they're not just a bad NBA player now just because they don't have a good preseason. I get it. But I also I mean, it's it's because of the playoff stuff, too. Right. It's it's all of that for people. And I understand the concern. So. I get it. Um. Going back to the NBA tier thing, just to make sure we I didn't want to skip anything else. Yeah. Because um, I was making the point, I think the Kings could move up with the right move. Yeah, the title contenders, Denver, yes. Milwaukee, Boston, God, Phoenix, sure, I guess. You put the them in there. The Phoenix one, I'm, I'm kind of like, really? Really? But then I go, who else would I have coming out of the West? I have to pick someone else. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand the Miami one. I'm out on Miami. I don't be. I'm out. Don't be. Morgan, they were okay. Maybe you could talk me in because Tyler Hero, like he was banged up in the mm-hmm. playoffs, blah, blah, blah. They they limped in. They weren't really good at all last year. But they and they lost key guys. And like I I feel like they're again, maybe Miami's got something up their sleeve where it's like, hey, another developmental story is about to happen, you know? All of a sudden Orlando Robinson's gonna play a big role off the bench. Look out for Highsmith. You know, I, I just, I don't see it now. Like, Kyle Lowry, to me, is not the same guy. And they leaned heavily on Gabe Vince they to did. play a role last year. They lose Struess as well. Yeah, that, that I mean, the, losing those two, losing those two, I think is going to be a bigger deal than we thought. Um, but... You know what? You know why I'm like almost okay with Miami being there because I think a lot of people that do want to shove the Sacramento Kings in a category of like, was that a fluke? Was that a fluke? You could do the same thing to Miami, but Miami was like, you know, f off. We did it. We got there. Yeah. And I think with the Kings too, it's like f off. Like we had a historically like the best offense ever, and we made the playoffs. We got into the postseason. Like there it's not a fluke, but everyone needs to see it happen again. And I think with Miami, it's like they have to show up and do something again for people to feel like it's like not fluky. I don't know. I mean, it, because they've done it before. You they know what have, I mean? They've this, been in the conference this, not this way, right. but they've done it before. And the way that they were yeah. playing last season, yeah, it's um it was unique, I guess you could say. What out of everything you've seen this preseason excites you most about the Kings? I, I, we asked, I asked what's maybe the biggest concern. What's the thing now that excites you most going I, into the season? I, I think two things. We got to see a lot of the starting unit yesterday. Mm-hmm. A lot of the starters together playing 
whatever. I love that Mike Brown has not stopped talking about physicality and that we have seen it or we actually saw a lot more of it even yesterday. Guys being physical, getting up, and guys, if you're not going to have the best defenders in the league, what can you control? You can control your effort when it comes to being physical and being up in people and playing the right way. So I would say that and the Kings, it seems like they have, I mean, right now we all say they have depth, they have depth, but it seems like they have like some actual depth in this league and it's going to come into play. Like it's really going to benefit yeah. them. Those are two good ones. What like are that. yours? I, I do like that. I, I thought, you know, it's interesting. I thought they were deeper this year, but mm. I didn't think it was going to be because of Jones and Duarte. What, you were thinking just, Sasha and JaVale or like Sasha, what? Sasha, JaVale, Trey, Monk. Like I, okay, okay. I thought like, I thought Duarte would play like the Terrence Davis role a bit. And maybe he ends up playing that. But my head, I was like, you know, I like Colby as a rookie, but I'm like, I don't think Brown's going to really play him a lot this year. Maybe he gets, you know, some spot minutes every once in a while. But he, I, he's just forced his way into this conversation now, which is amazing for him. It just shows you how talented the guy is. Um, I think for me, well, can I, do, do you want to do all of them or what? No, your, your turn. Do you, you want to? I you you did two. I, you, I did one more. Uh, just to be clear, I said, hey, Morgan, what excites you most? Indicating like just the one thing that kind of really excites you most going into the season after watching the Kings preseason. And since she said two. Two. And I won. And what was the first one? The first one was physicality. The Phys second one was depth. The yeah, yeah. Do you want the third one? I no, guess. No, no, do, no, do, no, yours, do, do Take yours. them all. No, no, do yours. Let's see. Let's see if we have the same one. You go. No. Really? Go ahead. Go. Do you want to see if it was going to be the same one? No. Go ahead. I was really excited for this. Just go ahead. Keegan Murray. Hey, can you say it into the mic so the Keegan people... Murray. Keegan Murray. And you got... How are you... Was that going to be yours? It, one of mine. Yes. I mean, obviously. I'm really sorry for taking it. It's okay. It. Let's talk about Keegan Murray then. I'm really excited about Keegan Murray. I'm really excited about him taking a step in his game. But when I say taking a step in his game, it's... His style, the style of his game, I'm excited for. I'm really sorry for taking that one. You don't have to apologize for taking it. Um, I think there's there's been a lot of hype about Keegan going in, just in the offseason in general, right? Mm-hmm. And that hype kind of made me nervous a bit. Like, I was like, oh, man, I'm putting too much pressure on this kid. I'm like, no, they're not putting too much pressure on it. Yep. I mean, he's worked hard this offseason He's got the size. He's got the shooting. He's got the basketball IQ. He's worked on his body. He's gotten a little taller. I think he's at like 6'9 now. He's dunking on people. Dunking on people. Uh, last year, I think I could have blocked Keegan if he was going to the rim. Everybody was blocking him, Morgan. Also, shout out to Davion Mitchell, who had a like, chase down block tonight. Oh. That was awesome. Well done. He's dunking. Yep. He's putting the ball on the floor. He's, he's shooting. He's going the shit left, out crossing back, yep. right, finishing right. Mm. Oh, a little turnaround, one leg jumper on you. It's crazy to see how different he was. And last year he was good. He was a really good starter, making 200 threes in a season, setting the rookie record, doing it efficiently. Now you're seeing it all come together for him and what that could mean for the Kings. 
I mean, we're talking about if this continues to the track the right way, the Kings got a third guy, mm-hmm. right? For re- and yes. that's that's beyond exciting to see. Yeah. And then everyone around the league is going to be like, oh, my God, the Kings big three. And th- that's what's funny. No matter how good they are, what I love, and I don't know if Mike Brown gets this from, you know, being around Greg Popovich or whatever. It's all about playing the right way. And he is building and growing guys right in front of our face because he is coaching guys the right way. He's coaching a team the right way. Keegan is so perfect. He saw Colby Jones with a bunch of puke in his mouth uh-huh. about to burst yep. onto the court in San Francisco, and he took a foul. And, hey, Coach. Um, that was bad. I'm not going to. Um, Coach? Um, Coach. I can't do it. Colby has throw up in his mouth? Yeah, I can't do it. You, it's, you, it made the Keegan things yours. Anyway, he fouled immediately, and to get him out of the game. That's perfect. He's perfect. Uh, in all seriousness, I am really excited to see him. And the next thing, I think De'Aaron Fox is taking another leap this year. And I know you're which is what wild. does this mean, dudes? He was an all-star last year. Well, he's an all-star replacement. Um, I know what else you're saying. Oh, because he was on your podcast. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Is, 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 yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Did you say that? No, no, I do not. I am seeing his defense ramp up to another level. Mm. His confidence seems higher than ever. Yep. Um, and it's we always talk about the physicality defensively, and I think that I get really excited about about that when it comes to Fox because he has the tools and I've said this since he was a rookie that he can be a really good defensive player and now you're seeing it come together a bit now where he's using his strength but it's not just defensively he's using his strength he's doing offensively now too and you saw glimpses of this last year but man is I mean he's finishing through contact now right like Remember the younger Fox? It was like he was hunting for a foul, leaning in the guys, kind of that wiry frame. Now he's strong. Dude. He's worked on. I mean, he's just mature. That's what happens, right? And that's it. He he knows how to use his body. He plays physical offensively. Mm. He's hitting the mid range. I I think he is going to elevate his game to another level again this year. I'm I'm totally with you, and especially on like you're saying the defensive side. Not only showing off, being able to get up in guys and move laterally, but I think really being physical with some of these guys. Oh, and, and one of the things we didn't talk about last night was when he was uh, uh, up on Chris Paul and Chris Paul did a little floppy flop thing and yeah. De'Aaron Fox didn't let it go. He was like talking <laughs> shit to him being like, you know what you did that you know what you did. That was amazing. I love people calling out Chris Paul for that. Um, some comments from the chat. A lot of people giving Fox some love. Someone says, this is what I love. Miles said the game just looks so easy for him right yeah. now. Yeah. And it does. That's a good way to put it. Yep. Uh, Manny says he's muscling in on these guys to score in the paint. Yes. Yep. It's been really fun to see. Uh, Churro wants to know what happened to Coach Nick. Uh, it's a great question. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, I saw him in the chat earlier. Okay. And um, we have... We, <laughs> um, he has not joined Discord yet this year. Uh, speaking of Discord, I just checked to see if he was there. And I just saw uh, this on the screen from Curtis. Let me make it smaller so you could see. Oh, there it is. Curtis shows Deuce pretending to listen. They... 
you guys gotta stop going at me so much. Mm. Yeah. Oh my god, guys. <gasps> Do we have a surprise for you? Oh, my God. We have a surprise for you. I hope the audio works because we've had issues. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time this year. Oh, look at that. <laughs> we're going to show that beautiful face of his and hopefully it works. N Nick. Wait, wait, hold on, Nick, before you go, before you go. One, you're sweating your ass off for some reason. But does the chat hear Nick talking? Because we've had audio issues. I just need to know that the chat hears Nick. Morgan? I'm I hear, oh yes. Oh. No audio. Wait, oh I heard God. I saw no audio, Nick. See, that's what I'm no, saying. They're not. No, hearing. I hear nothing. You guys didn't Oh no, 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 no. Wait, wait. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 Nick. <laughs> you guys, he's just repeating, why not win tonight? Nick? Yes. Now you guys can hear him. Can you guys hear him now? Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give the greatest intro we can. Let me talk to you. Let's welcome in a fixture of Night Chat. Someone who is joining us on the final preseason game, and he waited for a good one. The Kings got the win in Sacramento tonight. He is here all the time with one message for all of you. He did it when they were losing games nonstop, losing nine in a row. It didn't matter. He was here, and he'd say one beautiful phrase why not why not win tomorrow why not make the playoffs the kings made the playoffs last year and now we say why not talk to coach nick for the very first time in the 23 24 campaign ladies and gentlemen coach nick hi morgan how are you? Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nick, 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 Nick. You s I just gave you a minute 35 intro highlighting you, everything you do well, why we love you. And your first thing isn't, hey, thanks, dude. It's good to hear from you. You say, hi, Morgan. How are you? Thank you. Thank you, dudes. Oh, that's so nice. Back. What, what, hey. you what have you been up to, man? Well, I, I, I do want to say, you know, I do want to say fire the laser. Morgan, can you do that thing today? No, we don't do that for preseason. We Nick. don't do that for preseason. You know that. Hey, why, why not we today, Morgan? Why? Nick, uh, I love that you're talking directly to me. Why, why not win today? Okay, Nick, hold on. I know you got to get your why nots in. You, you make money every time you say it. Um, what, what was your summer like? What did you do this summer, man? Well... Uh, October 2nd, I turned 31 years old. Oh. So why not be 31? Happy why not 31st be 31? Birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, 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 okay. Morgan, hey, what did you do for your summer? Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you know, I just had a good time, relaxed. It was good. Um, are you wondering what Deuce did for summer? Yeah, what did you do, Deuce? Nick, I don't think you really care what I did. It's fine. Yeah, I want to know what you, well, how, how is Bojack doing anyways? Oh, Bojack is good. <laughs> Nick, are, are you sweating a little? Uh, I am sweating a little. Boy. Hey, hey, you know, Jerry Reynolds lives in Roseville, California, and he was a holy moly, Jim Bob bully. He'd be up to the barbershop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, uh, why are you sweating? Why, why? why not? I don't know. Okay, just one of those things. Okay. 
I love it. All right. Um, well, I, I, okay. It's your first time back with us for in a while. Um, a long time. Tell us what why you're excited for this season. I'm excited for this season because you know the Kings are going to be ready. They're going to be ready. You got to be ready for the season. Ooh, I like because that. you know what? I want to see the Kings make the playoffs again. Ooh. Okay. Why not? Why? Why not be ready? Why not be ready? Well, uh, Nick, let's why just not be ready. Let's just pretend that Mike Brown called you and he said, "Hey, Nick, good to, good to talk to you again. I need you to come down to Golden One Center. I need you to talk to all the players and give them yeah. kind of like a motivational." inspiring speech before the season you have to go in there and get them really fired up for the first game in the, in the season what do you what do you say to them act like we're the players and and you have to go speak okay i think well i have to say you know well i i do have to i do have to say that you know I, I do say I do have to say that we have to be good this season, and yeah. I think I think no, we're going to be good. We're going to have to show show the team that we can win and get get the Kings fans pumped up and ready to make the playoffs. So why not like to be in the season? Give me a hell yeah! Why not like to be this year? Why not win more games? Why not like to be Morgan? What? Ugh. Why not? Why not? Why not going to? I love the slogan, Nick. I love that you're not going away from it. It brought us so much joy last year. Why not keep the same slogan? Why not? And do some out. You guys are part of my life, and you know, you guys are. You guys do a good job on your show. Thank you, Thanks. Nick. We think you're wonderful, and we right. appreciate you joining. And we will see you next time. Yes, Morgan. All right. Yes, Deuce. Yeah, go go take a shower, you sweaty son of a. <laughs> hey, Bye, hey, sleep, sleep beams, sleep beams, sleep beams. Oh, wow. I, I you know what? That felt it. better than I thought. Honestly, honest. I didn't know that I needed that in my life tonight. Fantastic. <laughs> I just gave him the most epic intro ever. It was, I felt like Paul Heyman introducing it was really nice. My tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And it was so perfect how he went about it. Hi, Hi Morgan. Morgan. How are you? Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Love stuff. Coach Nick. We'll be live again uh, Wednesday night. Can you believe it? Kings and Jazz. Oh, I was like, well, Monday, though. We have. Well, we, we have a members only thing for Patreon. Patreon.com slash Deuce and Mo um, for members only on Monday night. And I don't know. We may drop some other stuff before that. We'll yeah. figure it out. But we'll definitely be live again Wednesday night after the game. Kings and Jazz in Salt Lake City. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it because, you know, Utah is a team that added more size. I mean, John Collins was a guy that I know Kings fans have talked about for a while. Now he's in the fold. I really like Walker Kessler, by oh, the way. That, yeah. He yeah. knows how to play. Yep. No. I mean, yeah, he's going to he's. He's going to be tough out there. He's going to be big. like, And it's going to be interesting to see how the Kings rotate their bigs against a team like the Utah Jazz. JaVale McGee's playing for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I can't believe it's here. I'm, I'm so excited for it. I'm excited to see what the journey is. And it's like, we 
I said this a lot last year about enjoying the come up because there's nothing like the come up. Mm-hmm. I do want Kings fans just to enjoy these moments because you just don't know how long it lasts. And I'm not trying to be cheesy or corny here, even though it sounds really corny. It does. But I get it. Morgan. I get it. We saw 16 years of non-playoff basketball. I get and it. And there's going to be moments we're going to be frustrated after losses this year. Yeah. And I think the losses are actually going to hit harder in some ways, right? Where last year it was like every win felt like, what? Oh my, can you believe it? Yeah. Now I feel like the losses hit harder and the wins don't hit as hard. So my challenge for everybody who listens to us and watches us, enjoy the win still. Like, don't don't lose sight of that. Like, don't. It's very hard to win in the NBA, no matter what. Yeah. And just like, I'm so with you. Have that perspective of still feeling like every win is that special. Not just, oh, it's something you're supposed to do in the NBA, right? Like, feel the magic of a win. Yes. And also, everyone doesn't suck and everyone shouldn't be fired after a loss. Okay. Let's remember that little nugget, too. Okay. Yeah. We will be at FanFest on Saturday, too. So come say what's up if you're there. And yeah, just enjoy this journey. We'll do it together live mm. after every single game. Morgan, any other final thoughts? No, I'm just, I'm excited for everything to start. And I'm super excited for all of us to have this new season, this new journey together. So thank you for starting it off with preseason, everybody. Well, make sure you're locked in on our YouTube channel. If you could turn on the notifications, cool. If you're into that, make sure to hit thumbs up, subscribe. Make sure you check us out on Apple and Spotify as well. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. See ya! Deuce and mo, deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.